everyone. So great news. We reached our goal of raising $3,000 to help support all the work we do here at Catholic Bites and at Cast Catholic Media. Uh, We do all sorts of really cool and amazing things, and it's thanks to your support that enables us to do that. We've got a stretch goal of raising money for a video initiative on our Catholic Link YouTube page, and it's a great content that you love here at Catholic Bites, but with video and different speakers. So if you were still thinking about donating and you haven't yet, uh, please do so. We'd be so grateful. It will help us to share the message of Jesus Christ on as many platforms as we can and reach as many souls as we can. So thank you all. Thank you so much for all your support. God bless you. Hello and welcome to Catholic Bites, a podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad. I have with me Father Rich Miserandino. And Father Rich, we are going to talk about two S words, subsidiarity and solidarity. Absolutely. And thanks again for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be here, uh, coming after you from our kitchen, and <laughs> <laughs> our kitchen studio. And yeah, subsidiarity and solidarity are actually two of my favorite words. I, we actually, you know, because we're doing this in like, I guess, covid wearing off time i don't know what to call this it's not like peak covid time but like because we're doing that we actually had a great exercise just recently in this diocese in subsidiarity Mm -hmm. um and so i guess we'll start with that one first subsidiarity is a part of catholic social teaching where basically the catholic church says that the, the the people that are best able to solve a problem or to govern you want to kind of push that down to the people that have the most knowledge and the most skin in the game, so to speak, mm-hmm. in that. So basically, you want to let little towns govern little towns, and you don't want to have, like, big cities govern little towns, and you want to have, like, states govern states and federal government sort of, like, yeah. basically the level of government and the level of care and the level of the, the people that are the best able to solve problems and come up with solutions and uh, to, to really govern themselves are the people closest to the society that they live in. So basically, you're trying to start with governance on the the lowest possible, uh, the smallest possible level that you can that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's not to say that there don't need to be big solutions for sometimes, because sometimes, um, for instance, like interstates or things like that, not every little town can build their interstate, or like when we built the railroads or things like that. It's it's difficult for a, a bunch of little villages to build a railroad network. But... Uh, for most things, like, you know, who gets to be the mayor of a little town? Well, the mm-hmm. little town should decide. Who yeah. gets to, you know, like, how how much does electricity cost in that little town? They should decide. And I, I, I said that we got a, a good example of this most recently because in COVID, um, our diocese had, uh, we the, the Office of Catholic Schools had to make the decision of, like, how to let um, different schools reopen. We have a wonderful little Catholic schools all throughout the diocese. And what the diocese did is rather than make a blanket decision for every single parish, now we've got about 50 parishes with schools, and so it's 50 schools, each with about 400 kids in them, but they're all in different places, different locations. Mm -hmm. Some are out in farms, some are, you know, um, closer in, some are like right in the city in urban environments. And so rather than issue a blanket policy saying yay or nay, you know, like you can all reopen or you all not, what the diocese did was issue, um, with in, in conjunction with like the Department of Health, guidelines uh, for healthy living, and then basically left it up to each pastor in each school to say, can we actually do this safely? Does it make sense? And then how to work out that plan, mm-hmm. knowing that the, the school staff they were the they were the most local level, and so they they were the best in a position to kind of figure out what would actually make sense for them. Would it be an all online offering or what? You you name it. Yeah, and it makes sense because you, you got to think the people who 
are most invested in their own communities are the people who live there. And the goal is to, uh, St. Thomas has a great bit on this when he talks about private property, which he says like, you know, yeah, we have private property primarily because the people who are going to care most about their local area are the ones who are living there. And so we should give people little plots of land so that, that way they can all care for the earth. Whereas if, if, if there's no private property, everything's just going to fall apart because you can't all care for one giant place, you know? And I think it's the same thing. The subsidiarity is this understanding that those people who are closest to a situation are the ones who are most able to invest in it in a truly human way, as opposed to like a bureaucratic way, who are, who, are, who are there on the ground. And then when you need to make national decisions, you bump it up to the national level. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think that, gosh, COVID's like a, a good teacher for this in a number of ways, because I think that's, you know, we have, uh, Father Conrad and I have friends that are out in um, Bismarck, we were talking about her. <laughs> and when you compare like New York City to like Bismarck, or when you compare it to uh, Bismarck's the worst. I mean, it's the, I've never been there. I've, no, I've, I've been there. Gonna, but I'm just, I, I, I hypothesize, having never been to Bismarck, that it is not like Manhattan. Um, I, there are very few places, perhaps LA, that are like Manhattan. But like New York and LA are, they're very specific mega cities with very specific um, cultures and ways of living. You know, people travel in little tin cans, they live in giant, you know, tin cans. and um, if you, it's the same, once you get out to like, um, the, the middle of the United States, it, it it's, makes sense where people were saying, well, wait, why are we being governed during this? Like by policies that were written by people in these cities, mm -hmm. like keep six feet away from people. Well, I've, I've got like a mile between me and the next neighbor's <laughs> house. Like, what does that even mean? Um, and so subsidiarity is just a recognition of that fact. And like you said, that, you know, people tend to take care of what they have ownership in and invested ownership in. And people tend to care about this. You see it all the time in parks. And if nobody owns it, then nobody takes care exactly. of it. Um, and, and that care is more human because it's not by nature of governing something large. It has to become more bureaucratic. You can't be humanly invested in people across the country from you, you know, um, um, you just can't have that connection with them. It's not possible because of the distance. And so it has to, by, by its nature, and some bureaucracy is necessary for our survival, but like by its nature becomes less of a human interaction, you know? And, and so subsidiarity allows for the most human interactions possible when it comes to governing the most areas. And by the way, I, I didn't mean to insult the town of Bismarck, which was lovely. I'm mainly insulting Father Jordan, Jordan Dosh. That's the, he's, he's what brings the whole diocese down. But, you know, that I, I let him on the podcast, and that was like the biggest mistake I've ever made. So that's uh, anyway, what if we turn to solidarity? Sure. Solidarity is um, the other sort of S word um, in Catholic social teaching. And solidarity is basically a recognition that God calls us to love our neighbor again. And sometimes, um, well, I'll, I'll put it this way. So in St. Thomas, if you love someone, then you slowly grow to love what they love. Mm -hmm. And the highest love that we have, the best love that we have, the most enriching love that we have that makes us saints is the love of God. And pure and simple, if we really love God, then we love those who God loves. Um, and that turns out to be everybody <laughs> writ large that's everybody in the planet now are you able to like love them in the same way no but like in a way that's appropriate to realize that there's a common experience of humanity a shared humanity and that if we can possibly do something for the good of the other an act of love for somebody and they're in need or, or something like that we should reach out to them and we, we you see that i guess a common example would be um 
and in right now it's hurricane season and you know different parts of the united states uh, get racked by these horrible hurricanes we don't really experience it here in like the dc metro area no, not at all and but the, the rest of the country, we, we kind of feel it. You know, there's there's a solidarity there. there. We're, we're like, wow, those those are our brothers and sisters, and we can kind of empathize with them. Like, mm-hmm. wow, that would really stink to have your house wiped up by a hurricane. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we act based on that. It's an act of, it's an act of uh, sympathy and empathy and a love for the other group of people, um, even though we might not know them. I don't, you know, to be honest, I don't know if I know a single person in Houston, Texas. But, you know, Father like, David Angelino. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I do know a single person in Houston, Texas. I actually know probably now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, that's true. But like the, the, I, I have a, a common conception of reality with them. And I, I, I'm a creature and they're a creature of God. And, and because God loves them in loving God, if I know of their plight, if I know of their need, then that, that love and that grace of God inspires me to do something about it um, because of that common brotherhood of humanity. Yeah. And I, I think that one of the key aspects of it is really understanding that that, that love doesn't necessarily mean, I think like when, when we think of love, we think of, you know, that kind of lovey-dovey kind of feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to want to hug every person in the world, you no, know? Thanks, God. Thanks, <laughs> thanks be God. But it means you, you desire their good. You desire yeah. their good. Uh, even if you don't know them personally, you desire their good. And that it also has this fundamental assumption, which we have this assumption as very individualistic Americans, of, that, that human beings operate in a individual first mentality and that any other interactions are done and like we have to do it and we we work it out through contract or something like that you know whereas reality is human but but if i was by myself living in the woods chopping wood and stuff like that i could thrive you know henry david Thoreau. yeah exactly but the reality is that we as human beings only thrive in community that's like aristotle would say I almost said Saint Aristotle again, which is one like my big. <laughs> yeah. Aristotle. Ar- Aristotle said like you need the polis, you need the city, yeah. in order to live the flourishing, virtuous life. And solidarity is is a recognition of that. That as human beings, we are made for community, and it's it fulfills innately our human nature, regardless of our faith. You know that that there is this aspect of human nature that requires others in order to truly flourish. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, that's one of the, like, the, the aspects of love that's often neglected. Like, you hear the, you know, the, the classic definition that like you, you said, like, to will the good of the other for the other's benefit. But there's also a desire for union with the beloved mm. in a way that's appropriate. And like you said, you know, like, we say so many different types of love in the same sentence. Like, I love popsicles and I love <laughs> my mom. And like, hopefully those aren't like the same love. Um, it's totally appropriate to love someone, will their good and desire like a distance union, but like a, a union of a countryman, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to be everybody's best friend, but there is a union of like a, in that society of like a country or a, a, a co-dweller in a city, you know, um, or, or even in like a, a town or a school community or things like that, where you don't necessarily, like you said, you, you, it's not like you have to particularly feel the affection that you do for every single person, mm-hmm. but just that those bonds of love intertwine us in a way that's appropriate for the type of relationship that we have. Mm-hmm. And just the recognition of that, I think, is at the core of what we mean when we say solidarity. And I guess those two kind of um, solidarity and subsidiarity, if I could, if I can speak properly, uh, they they act together, right? Like you can't have solidarity. Solidarity starts on that local level. You learn it on that local level with the people in your family and the people on your block and in your city. And if you try to do it on a purely national level, you know, it's 
it's going to fall apart, you know, if, or if you, if you try to have it in, in, in a way that's appropriate to the local level and the national level, it's going to fall apart. And, and so the two go together really beautifully. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that, that's the part of the reason the church hammers, you know, like the, the home, the teaching that like the first church is the family, mm-hmm. like the first, and it'll say it again and again and again, the family, the family, the family. And it, it's for exactly that reason. And when you're, you're absolutely right. When we try and get things in the wrong order, when we put the cart before the horse, um, it usually goes badly. I mean, there's, and we get some pretty like gnarly apocalyptic novels from it. You know, like I, I kind of think of like 1984 or what's the other one? Brave New World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like it's sort of, you know, society is configured like some giant machine. And honestly, I, you know, finishing Brave New World, I, I thought like, I don't think that could ever happen. I think it would break down before it got to that just because of like how human beings are. Yeah, yeah. And we're just, we're meant for like that local level, that family, and then the town, and then the subsidiarity model mm-hmm. in solidarity with one exactly. another. Exactly. Well, those are both, um, thank you so much, Father Rich. Those are both like two really key parts of Catholic social teaching and, and important for us to really consider. Uh, especially uh, now, I think in COVID, we need more solidarity and uh, we've been experiencing in a certain sense subsidiarity, Um, uh, but they're helpful to kind of keep us in line. Thank you everyone else for listening. Uh, If you'd like to listen to other great Catholic podcasts, you can find us at catholicbytespodcast.com or you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Just search for Catholic Bites. It's Bites with a Y. Thank you for listening and God bless you.